If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Now today's guest we've got Sam Kruger who's been on before and Sam's here. Um, How are you today Sam? I'm very good thank you Glenys and hello to everyone in the Horse Chats community. Wonderful to get you back again, Sam. We're going to talk today about ways to make a difference to my horse and not just make a difference, but how to understand where I'm making those mistakes. So, you know, I think that's great to go to a trainer and say, yes, I've got this progressive plan, but sometimes you've got to look at what you're doing and go, well, this is a mistake and and what can I do and how can I, you know, we want to make a difference. We want to make a difference to our individual horses, but make a difference to the horse world in general. And um, I think this one will certainly help some people have a better understanding of their horse. Why did you choose this one, Sam? Uh, pretty much all my lessons are based around this whole philosophy mm-hmm. uh, because I find the more people understand where they're going wrong and how to be more in the centre of the horse and more in balance, the horses just are so much easier to guide and uh, are much more happier to perform for us. Yep, 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 okay. Now, we've got something here about understanding your patterns. Now, we're not talking about Western reigning patterns or, you know, any sort of regular test. It's people patterns that we're understanding. Yeah, tell us a bit more about this understanding your patterns. Okay, so the understanding of patterns of behaviour is like exposing oneself and it Mm -hmm. can be quite personal to the rider. But with the right guidance, it's very easy to understand what your patterns are, which no longer are conducive to good riding or good horsemanship. So it's it's understanding where you're going wrong and you're repeating the same pattern. And it might be someone that puts the weight too much in one side. It might be someone that constantly has pressure on one rein mm-hmm. um, or, or is always twisted one way. So it's just understanding where your body patterns are. Often people have no awareness whatsoever of their patterns because they're quite deep in the subconscious. Sometimes that they're told that they might sit too far one way, but no one's ever been able to pinpoint the where, the why, the how, and most importantly, how you can fix this. Mm -hmm. So for me, this is all conducive of mistakes and they're brilliant because they offer an opportunity for change. Yes, and I think that's the thing. If we've got an open mind, then we do accept that we're not perfect. We do make mistakes and that's the first step to being able to change. Now, tell us about the physical. So the physical patterns, they can be quite difficult to recognise because the person has complete ownership of their patterns. Um, They have ownership of the issue. They have gone deep into muscle memory. The patterns are very deep within and within the subconscious mind. So we need to understand why we are the way we are to help us fix the issue. So a lot of these patterns need to be brought to the forefront and it's it's often people really recognizing when they do it mm-hmm. and then they they go oh yes I do do that but it's a recognition of that physical pattern 
So this is where I may have to recommend another specialist, a good body worker. I often recommend to start with a Gonsteed chiropractor okay. because they do a full body X-ray. They put the X-ray against a, a grid so you see the misalignments, the um, crookedness and, you know, the, the tilting and all sorts, you know, it can be gross plate issues. So all these things can come up uh, with a visit. Okay. And then okay. once they've once they've seen the chiropractor, because a lot of the time people are crooked because they are actually out. And, uh, and, and when you say to them, have you ever had any body work done? Or A lot of them don't. Or they go and see someone to work on the muscles, but they haven't worked on the skeleton and, and vice versa. So once they've, uh, they've done that, then I always recommend um, a very good uh, you know, body worker, whether it be Bowen or myotherapy or cranial massage, acupuncture, whatever the rider works with, because you have to work with both sides, you know, mm-hmm. the skeletal mm-hmm. and the muscular. So, you know, and whenever there is a crooked rider, if the horse hasn't had any body work, that's a, that's a paramount. There's no use fixing one and not the other. You have to do both. So it, it can be quite a confronting, you know, first lesson when I come in and, you know, I can correct a lot of crookedness on vision and getting people to understand, but a lot of the time the crookedness is very deep-seated. So it's getting those shifts to happen. Yes, yes, okay. Now we've got the physical sorted and it's very good that you've said, because we've had quite a few horse body workers on, but we have also had some people who specialise in riders. And I think we're so busy looking after our horse that we forget to look after ourselves sometimes. Yes, Mm, absolutely, mm. absolutely. So then when we have these physical blocks and it's always what comes first, the chicken or the egg, you know, sometimes it could have come from a mental or emotional state. It could have been a physical state that made us get blocked in the mental state. So it just, they all correspond and they back each other up. So understanding the mental blocks and the running dialogue that interferes with your forward thinking, Uh this can then stem from issues in the past that can stem from issues that have created coping mechanisms which have caused blocks in the mental clarity. So understanding where you are mentally, it's really important to use thought to our advantage um, after we've worked out what our physical blocks are, which is a value tool to ascertain, and then allowing the running dialogue to be made clear and then sort through it. It's so vital to changing habits. So, for example, uh, a running dialogue could be someone all of a sudden shutting down mentally and they could be having the worries because they've seen another rider or they've seen something that makes them free. Like at a competition? Yes, Mm. and freeze and flight don't just happen with horses. They happen to everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they they may see another competitor and that competitor puts – they put the pressure on, but the competitor being there is enough for them to have a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so they have to learn that these blocks come in and how to cope with them. So – um, we go right over that sort of thing as well. Um, and also the running dialogue, even on your daily riding, of, I'm never going to get this and left cant is my worst and I can never pick up this lead or this diagonal and, you know, the leg yield that way is no good. And, and it's just that constant negative running dialogue that people need to stop and change. Yep. yep, yep. So that, that's the mental blocks that we work with. So we've talked about the physical and the mental. What about the emotional blocks? So the emotional blocks can be quite difficult because sometimes our physical crookedness can be so deep-seated within heavy emotion. Okay. Um, another one of my sayings to people is don't get emotionally involved when you ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying don't love your horse. 
what I'm saying is stay consistent across all three states, your physical, your mental and your emotional state when you're riding. As soon as your emotions heighten, negative or positive, it will have an effect upon your horse. And horses are so energy sensitive and so aware. When emotion changes, it changes energy, positive and negative. And so being fearful can often have people riding or working in a fear-based aggressive state. This is not conducive at all when riding. And it's so important to be able to uh, to receive a positive outcome and learning for the horse. Mm-hmm. Fear needs to be understood and techniques are then given to help change that emotive state that the rider is in. And again, it's recognising it's coming and being able to stop it, can, you know, acknowledge yep. it and change it. Okay. And that's, that's uh, the other area that we go into. All right. So we've talked about, you know, understanding your patterns and the physical, mental and emotional But how are we going to correct these patterns? Okay, so the correction to the patterns is vital, again, to being able to move forward. Everything's about positive and progressive reinforcement. Once we understand what our mistakes are across the physical, mental and emotional states, it's now time to relish in those mistakes and Mm -hmm. take ownership of them and accept that we make them. Apologise to ourselves and then our horses. We now know the hows, the whys where they began, and then the how and the why to fix the mistake. Mistakes are a brilliant teaching tool as long as we own them and understand them and use them towards new tools to reprogram our thoughts, our physical reactions, our mental clarity, and our emotional well-being. And so we don't want to own that mistake and and never let it go. It's it's an opportunity to understand it exists, to deal with it, and then have the tools to overlay it and change. Okay, okay. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book imagine maybe one day you could be a guest on horse chats so we can change a habit by interrupting when it occurs absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's uh, that's one of my sayings as well you can only change a habit by interrupting and then you basically reprogram your brain to be able to create a new synapses so that you can actually move forward with a new pattern So the only way you can change that habit is by interrupting it. Habits are difficult to change, but knowing that we are doing something wrong gives us an opportunity and the ability to change the habit. By interrupting the habit, we're actually affecting our brainwaves and you can assist that by encouraging those neuropathways to connect and make new ones. And under the right guidance, it's quite amazing to watch people catching themselves in the middle of a habit and then you're doing their new habit and that once they get the feel because you can connect it to feel 
it gets stronger and stronger. And eventually that's the go-to. That becomes the new default button and it makes such a difference. So being willing to accept the mistakes and learn from them is the biggest step to change. Okay. Okay. Now this whole awareness of change, tell us a bit more about that. So to be aware of the change, first we have to acknowledge and be aware of our mistakes. Yep. And as I've said before, the mistakes are great and acknowledgement of the mistake is even better. And change can only occur upon the recognition of that mistake. Taking the time to acknowledge and then correct gives us the foresight to the awareness of our change. This then allows the new neuropathways, as I was speaking before, within the brain to fire and wire. Um, It's a gateway to change, growth and progression. And doing basic progressive and positive steps. It's an absolute pivotal point. And so when someone actually showed me the ability to catch a mistake and alter it and change it with the, the tools that I've given them, we'll get that happening and then we'll stop and we'll have a walk breather just so that you can acknowledge and accept because change isn't easy and our bodies want to follow patterns all the time. And when we start trying too hard, we go into a negative state of mind And those old habits will just come back to the forefront because that's what made us comfortable, even though the outcome may not have been what we wanted. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to do things very progressively. And I do a lot within walk um, because walk, you can catch your mistakes a lot quicker. And then we'll progress forward. And, and, you know, once you start getting into the trot, then the trot will develop and then you'll get it in the canter. So, but within walk, we'll do heaps of all the lateral work can be done within walk um, and there's so much to be done to be able to ascertain and develop those new patterns. Okay, okay. Now you talked before about tools. You know, what what tools do we have in our toolbox? Tell us a little bit about them. So tools in a toolbox is my analogy of your awareness across Mm -hmm. that physical, mental and emotional state. And it's the implementation of those new patterns to open those new neuropathways, that new fire and wire within the brain, which allows for the change. And the tools within the toolbox will be given through analogies um, and triggers across those states. So I might say I'm wanting you, one of the ones at the moment is um, allow your belly button to be in front of your sternum. So lead with your belly button. And then I say, and then allow it to be a Buddha belly and think about having a Buddha belly so that you actually allow yourself to put your weight over your seat so that you can be over two seat bones within two stirrups and in two reins. And that's just one of the analogies. There's uh, lots and many of analogies that I use, Mm -hmm. and they're basically the tools within the toolbox. And I, I try and link explanations to something very simple. So I can explain something, and then I'll say, now that's called Buddha belly. And yes. they never forget it. Yes. And, and I had people say, oh, my God, I just thought of Buddha belly and changed my whole position. Yep. Because once you fire and wire a new pathway and you know how to achieve it, the word Buddha belly is now the link. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instantly your body changes. And it's no different to old patterns that served you in a negative. These new patterns will serve you in the positive. Okay. Okay. Now, Sam, you've got a positive mindset. But, you know, obviously people, if they want to change, they've got to have that positive mindset. We talked about open mind, but talk to us a little bit about the positive mindset and what people can do to develop this. Well, the biggest thing with the positive mindset is you need, with everything that I do, understand your horses better. 
that they can only ever answer a question, as was in my first podcast. It gives you the ability to be in a more positive mindset and see your horses in a different way. They don't get up in the morning to annoy you or do the wrong thing by you. Um, and that way, you're already out there with a positive mindset. It's catching yourself. It's catching yourself when you're in that state where you want to be fearful or negative and stopping. Take a breath, count to 10, and change it. So if I'm being negative, I want to change that to a positive. If I'm being fearful, I need to find a happy state. Um, if I'm nervous, I need to try and do whatever it is with my tools in the toolbox to relax. Okay. So it might be focusing on the breath. And just being able to flip those negative emotions and those negative mindsets across to a positive. So a positive mindset will actually begin ongoing, you know, when you go to sleep at night mm-hmm. and thoughts that you wake up with and catching yourself when you're doing old patterns, even just with people. So it's, it's just constantly being aware of how you are and being more present and being more mindful of how you affect everyone around you, not just the ride you have. Um, because if you have a great day, you'll, you know, you'll get on your horse in a much more positive mindset. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and I'm just thinking, you know, look, we're never going to be perfect. We're always going to keep no. improving. But if we keep thinking that we've got to be perfect, how can we celebrate any changes in awareness? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we tend to set the goal too far. It's too unreachable. It's mm-hmm. so yep, yep. out of distance. It's not, you know, it's again, it's those, those um, which comes into my next one, talking about blue ribbon moments. You need to celebrate the small wins. And, and I, I just love it when I have a lesson with someone and they, they go, oh, my God, that was just the most divine. It might have been a trot transition or a candid transition. Mm-hmm. And yes. Normally they rush and you know, and they, they're so into now I want to celebrate that and they, and they really find the joy in what they just felt. And when we do that, again, it just secures those new neuropathways and we want to go back to them because they were euphoric. They made us feel good. Mm. And so we will go back to them. We will try to put ourselves in a situation where we can feel that better. And it's just the whole analogy of riding better and not getting into the state of trying too hard because that brings in that negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, I love your whole philosophy, you know, that horses can only answer a question. They can only ever answer a question. And um, I think we've got to keep asking the right question to keep getting, you know, positive results. Absolutely, Mm. absolutely. Mm. So that'll bring us on to celebrating the changes and the awareness of the um, blue ribbon moments. Yep. And so being present you know, in the moment with your horse and acknowledging and celebrating each and every small step and every positive change forward is just rewarding ourselves and our horses for that progressive change. Yep. But then for that step-by-step for a better ride and a better rider and, you know, really relishing in those moments and acknowledging how far we've come. I, I have a lot of people that I say, do you remember what it was like six months ago? And <laughs> yes. often, often, and it's like when we're in pain, when we're in pain, we're so in the moment of pain and everything aches or we're defensive. But once that pain's gone, we forget it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's no different to riding the horse a certain way and it was always difficult or they didn't get along with their horse. Or, and then in six months' time, they're going very, very well. And you give them a little reminder, a little reflection, and they go, oh, my goodness, I had. I'd forgotten that. And, and it's so nice to watch how quick people are prepared to move 
away from the things that weren't comfortable and, and create a new comfort zone. So it's, uh, it's very rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, you know, you've obviously got a lot more tools in the toolbox than what we talked about today. If people would like to talk to you, contact you, what's the best way? You feel free to give me a call on my mobile, 0419 or contact me um, on Facebook through private message. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more than happy to, to chat to anyone. Perfect. And those details will be on horsechats.com slash Sam Kruger too, or else just go to, you can just go to horsechats.com, search for Sam or search for Kruger, which is K-R-U-I-J-E-R. Is that right, Sam? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Sam, thank you. I think this is something that many riders would be looking for themselves. You know, the horse is fixed up. They've had the body worker out. The horse is going well. It's, you know, someone else will get on and ride the horse, do well, but they're just not getting it. And this could just be the key that they need, you know, to make a difference to their horse and um, have a better understanding of where they're making mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for your time, Sam. Looking forward to catching up with you again. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the people who listen to the podcast. Thank you so much, Glenys. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.